Hi, welcome back to Simply Z. I'm Zeandre, the creator and host of Simply Z. Today, I have my first co-host on my show, my one of my dearest friends, Michael Benjamin. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? <laughs> I've been wanting Michael to do an episode with me for a while, and I'm glad to finally have him here. You know, we have crazy schedules. He goes to school as well, like I do. And also other things in the works. Like, oof. It's hectic. <laughs> but um, it's, it's good to be here. Today we're going to talk about some... The topic today is, is about the LGBT community. Um, personally, how me and Michael came about as far as identifying ourselves as who we are. And, for, and talk about... The, you know, the complications that we had, whether it was in school or in the household, about being ourselves, you know, who we were. And especially at an early age, you know, being comfortable who we were. And I've had some difficulties and Michael had some too, had, had, had some difficulties as well, but ours were just slightly different. So Michael, talk about Tell me how was your experiences during your high school year, specifically when you knew who you were? In high school, I was pretty much, you know, I could get along with anybody, but you know, at the same time, I didn't take any BS from people, you know, and um, more so, you know, I had, you know, you have like the, uh, you know, in every high school, you have like um, the cliques. You have like the jocks, the the gangbangers, the goths. You have like the preppy kids. So it was like a variety. But me, you know, I had my own tribe. But I could get along with anybody. And, you know, as far as, you know, feeling like an outcast, I think I never had to really worry about that. You know, I was just me. I was just full of energy, just happy. And I think that was the best way that got me through my high school years, just being genuine, just being myself and just, you know, opening to everybody. And even still to this day, I'm still friends with some of the people that I graduated with. Yeah, and I can say definitely, I can... Um agree with Michael as far as he has that personality where he just blends with anybody, anybody that's cool, different backgrounds, whatever. Michael just has a very open heart, pretty much. But you know me on a personal note that I'm very reserved. But, you know, when it comes to meeting people, I don't mind meeting you and getting to know you, but... Exactly, yes. Um, unfortunately for me, um, I, wrote, I wrote a little bit about this, but entering my freshman year in high school, it just started out on a bad start, pretty much, because people knew who, who I was. They knew that, you know, I was gay. And <clears throat> this one particular high school that I went, I, you know, I was bullied. I was getting notes in my lockers about they're going to beat me up. They knew who I was. They made fun how I dressed because I was a guess you want to call it preppy style I had and I remember this one class I had this one student constantly said some very vulgar things to me out loud in front of the class 
words I don't want to repeat right now, but it really hurted my feelings. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Especially at that age, I already had some problems outside of school based on who I was. So I was still, obviously, insecurities about myself, educational-wise and physically. Then on top of that, people didn't accept who I was sexually that people I, get, I get you. Close and also to, in high yeah. school, also in high school, it's like it's a whole new world. It's like the people that you grew up with, I would say from elementary to junior high, you're thinking, okay, we're gonna be the same clique. But you know, when they get older, they start finding out who they are and they start branching off with other friends and stuff like that. And that that plays a major part too. You know, sometimes you can feel lonely, but I I would say my freshman year, it was okay. Because, <laughs> you know, I had my oldest sister that was still in high school, and she was a senior. And I had cousins that were at the same school. So I really, really didn't feel out of place, you know. But if it, it came to, like, anything like a confrontation or anything like that with other kids I know that I had my family there to protect me so I was good in that aspect and then also like I said I'm just me either you know you're gonna love me or hate me and it turned out to be the quite opposite everybody just loved me and yeah I, I see what you're just saying Michael yeah because I know you 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 know you have family here in, in the city I, don't, I didn't have I don't have much family here in Houston or where I grew up in the small town of Willis. So while I was in high school, I was just by myself. And but I do get what you're saying. Yeah, definitely freshman year, the friends that you had in the previous school years, yeah, y'all met, you know, there may have been a close friendship then, but yeah, definitely high school, if I branch out to the yeah. only thing because the identity, they found out more who they are. Right. And I th- and that definitely started, I started noticing that like in Inter, um, like fifth grade and especially middle junior high school things had things the friendship have changed the people find out more who they were and but to the freshman year I remember there was a guidance counselor I remember he was telling me that he wanted to um, start a group called an LGBT community in that high school that that didn't well that, that didn't get start when I was there. I mean I was disgusted. But that high school I was in, it was a small town and I understand me being who I was, there was only a few of people that I remember that were like me. But I was definitely you know, I was like the person that was getting bullied. That would have been amazing, especially during that time in high school. We don't reveal our age though. <laughs> But that would have been like a really good thing to have that kind of outreach program to help because you know there are there some kids, especially in a small town, you know they're, they're gonna feel they're gonna feel you know alone. They're looking for acceptance, you know. And I just wish we would have known each other back in high school. I agree, Mike and I said it before because yeah, I was fourteen or fifteen, small town. You know, the mindset is totally different there than, you know, if it would have been in a big city like Houston during that that age I was in that year. It was just 2004. And, um, you know, I don't know. I I told a principal at the time about 
the harassments I was getting and they didn't, they didn't do anything about it. They didn't take it that serious and, you know. You, you know, I don't mean to interrupt, but that, that's the problem right there that we have nowadays. You know, they don't really say much when it's going on. But when the person who's the victim, when they start to react, then that's when they start speaking. Why didn't no one tell us? Why didn't? Okay, we constantly kept trying to warn you and warn you and warn you that I'm being harassed. And so, <laughs> excuse me. So, um, you wanted, you kept ignoring the fact that I was being harassed. And so when I finally do something or when something major happens, oh, you want to be like, okay, who, what, where, when, why? You hit the nail on the wall, Michael. Yes. Yes. And I think if we had more teachers, more principals, more concerned, you know, with what's going on, try to investigate what's really going on. Why are they being bullied? You know, just really just be more serious about it. And I think I had an incident like that in my freshman year where there was someone that constantly kept harassing me. I'm the type of person, I'm like, okay, I can just ignore you. I can just ignore you. <clears throat> but um, you keep, you know, poking the bear, then you're going to wake him up and, hey, there's consequences. But, you know, I, I did, I told the teachers, I've told everybody, told relatives and stuff like that. But, you know, once it got out of hand, you know... Hey. Yeah, because um And I just wanna say that violence is not always the answer. Oh yeah. thank you for yeah. saying that, yeah. It's not always the answer, but during that situation, hey, I had to. <laughs> and for me, like I mentioned about this one student in my class, um, long story short, we ended up getting in a fight in the hallway because I just got tired of being pushed in the corner by everyone that was against me. I was just tired. I had no I had no one to relate to me who I was. And, you know, I'm, I'm writing on 15, going through regular high school stuff. And I didn't need any extra negativity that I was getting mm -hmm. in the classroom. So mm -hmm. we had this fight. And after that, we had no problems between him and I. But I ended up switching schools because I just got, I just, I had a lot of, um, I felt very alone, like Michael was saying about other teenagers at that time, but I felt very alone, lonely, and going to this other school that was bigger, yeah, there was more people that I can identify with, but then, I, I don't know, it was a lot of things I needed to learn, like I was suffering educational-wise, and it was just the beginning of a long, I had a lot of issues, I had mental illness, and you know, with the depression, so I had a lot going on, but... Um, I, I brought all this up because, yeah, I think times have changed from then to now that, yeah, there's a lot of groups, there's a lot of, you know, programs to help young people go through this transition of identifying themselves. Right. Like, you're not alone, whether you're bi or you're transsexual or gay or lesbian, whatever. There's a lot of positive groups out there. Right. And, you know, one thing about me when I, um, I think... <laughs> when I, I the same as she when I transferred to a new school, Lamar High School, class two thousand three. 
I just gave up my age, but hey. <laughs> but um, when I transferred to a new, a whole nother high school, there was like so many outlets for me. I felt like, okay, this is what I want to do. I was all, I was on the dance team. I was in the choir. You know, there was a lot of people that loved doing the same things I did. So it was like, okay, this will take my mind off of it. Whatever's affecting me, whatever's bringing me down that day, I can express myself. And I've always been the type of person I express myself, even now, through song, through dance, you know. And I just wish that kids who feel out of place, find your niche, find out what you want to do, and use that and you just express what you want to do, express who you are. But at the same time, you have to learn how to have really good self-esteem. And it starts at home. It starts at home. Uh, yeah, I agree. You definitely have that self-esteem. But yeah, it's good to express yourselves like through music, dancing, acting, whatever right. way you want to express yourself. Because it is a good, healthy outlet. Right. And and that's okay. And we're, we should be able to express ourselves any way we want to express ourselves and don't think about what people think just do what makes you feel good that's what matters (coughs) love i mean love yourself love yourself and you know you're gonna have eventually all the stuff that you've experienced the bullying and stuff like that and all that other stuff is you know it's gonna be so far behind you and you're not gonna worry about it you're just gonna be in your zone And I say that um, the difficulties for me were not so much in high school. They were more so at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was staying with my grandmother and I, I say the bullying for me, the first bullying that I've experienced was from an uncle. And this uncle has made my life a living hell. But, you know, I had outlets, you know, music, dancing, and stuff like that. And so it was so it was, it was so weird because I know some kids they feel comfortable at home as they would in school, but I was like the complete opposite. I, I felt more comfortable in school. I felt more, you know, like free. As when I was home, you know, it was issues and, you know, constantly with this individual at home, constantly just making things just tough for me. But, you know, I, Okay. Yeah, I um, I can say what you're saying for you, Michael. Yeah, because you, like you say, you feel more comfortable being in school at home because you was being harassed at home. I know that definitely, right. you know, put some bruises on you uh, emotionally. Yeah. And thank God you did find your outlet to mm-hmm. release that mm-hmm. neg- negativity. I can say, yeah. I unfortunately, I, I'm I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm like, I wish I had developed my creativity 
more then in high school. I just, I was very stuck. I was just, you know, I did my work the best way I could, but I didn't know anything about um, podcasting or writing or, you know, because I do write my blogs, but I didn't know anything about that then. I'm sure it was there, but I didn't know. I didn't know how to have an outlet with my emotions. I just kept the bottle in and I think Michael knows that Michael said before I keep stuff in a lot. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I had to work on I worked on that. Worked on that. Right. And um but thank God, like I said, I'm glad that's in the past cuz I had to learn how to take care of myself internally with my emotions and know how to react differently, how to take care of my well-being cuz I of course I don't think you just don't know at that age. If you don't, right. you know what I mean. You just don't know how to deal and with. And how, how I look at life in general, the stuff that we've been through in our past, whether it's from adolescence till now, is preparation. Is mm-hmm. <clears throat> is preparation is preparing you to be great. It's a preparing you to succeed in whatever you want to do is preparing you to tell a story and um like the things that I have been through is preparation and it's still I'm still being prepared for life because we're like you know we still have more stuff that we have to experience in life you know I, I'm, I'm blessed to say that uh, you know me I've been places that other people may have not been. I've done things. Um, I've been through heartache, you know, and it's it's preparation, and you know, it's also helped develop me, making me a better person, a better loving person to people and stuff like that. And I just want to shout out to one of my friends because um I was I spoke to one of my friends last week from high school. Um, during my junior year, I had this friend. He was a grade under me, but he was there for me. Like he, he knew who I was, and he accepted who I was, and that was like the most positive thing I had in my junior year because he was just cool. We was um, buddy, buddy, and buddy, whatever. And I told him that thank you for being a friend to me then, because I had a lot going on, and I was still developing understanding who I was, you know, everything. So, you know, I just, I look at kids now and I remember that story about, I think it was an an eight-year-old who killed himself because he came out to, in school and he was being bullied and he killed himself. Oh, wow. You remember that story, Michael? I've heard about it, but that right there, that right there, it it, is sad, but that and I just want to touch on that you still your life hasn't even begun took off you you still at that age only thing that we can think about is crayons playing cartoon right playing in the playground and stuff like that that right there, no, you're too young to. <sighs> you're still developing, but right. the fact that he said he came out 
there's a reason why he said that, but yeah, he's still de- developing. But I don't understand the kids that bullied him. They, sh- I don't know. You gotta be careful what you say. That that, that right there, that's sad. That it's is, very that's sad. So sad. And that baby hasn't even found out who they really were. No. And that's heartbreaking. It is. Because I can remember at that age, yeah, I was enjoying my new childhood cartoons, video games, playing outside. I had thoughts. I knew I was different, but I didn't have a one word of who I was. I was like more focused right. on everything but that. Right. I didn't get more confident to my sexual identity until like middle school, I guess. When I, like when I was like, okay, I know I'm this. But before that, I was still figuring things out. Right. Me, as for me, as that, at, at that age, you know, like, I was always around my oldest sister. And, you know, I would play with her. We would play Barbies. But I would still play with my Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. But I didn't think nothing of it, you know. But I guess I was around her a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, not thinking of it. Hey, toys are toys. But um, at that age, singing, playing, like you said, that that was me. I did not come to understanding who I was until I would say probably like 15, 14. But there was an incident that happened prior, in prior years, that kind of messed things up a little bit. And, but, um... I think when 15, because your puberty, hormones, and stuff like that, and... Right. Biological. Right. But I wasn't acting out on some of those things at 15, 14. I waited, like, probably a few years later. (laughs) Right. Well, no, because, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think... Yeah, because I I came out around 14, 15, because it was there. I knew... Who I was, I knew what I liked, whatever. It's just, it's natural. I mean, you it's an age where you just know who you are and what you like, what you don't like. Now, um, you know, I think, again, as I got older, because I guess I didn't really love myself that much then. And that just comes with age and wisdom. You get older, you become more confident who you are. And I, you know, I'm 29 now. And I, the so okay. world can't tell you nothing at that age. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh man, I'm telling you, I thought I knew everything. I'm growing up. There's know? changes in my body. And, um, and just, just in life, you think you know the path you want to go with as far as right. jobs, education, and whatever. But, right. you know. And then on top of that, um, Mm-hmm. People are looking at you. You starting to get attracted to people in a certain way, like, and um, yeah. So I think now, like, being, especially being in Houston, and I haven't I haven't encountered any problems of anyone, you know, being bothered of who I am. And right. thank God I haven't. I don't think I ever will, but. Even if I do, I know how to address it because I'm confident who I am. I love myself and I love the friends that I have and I just treat people with respect. All right. 
and I don't like any drama. And, you know, like I said, there's groups here in Houston that that are positive for us in this community. But on the flip side, Mike and I was saying, yeah, there's a lot of drama in our community because oh, yeah. people are attacking each other because yeah. who you are, how you dress, how, how you identify yourself. It should be that way. We should support each other. So and stuff like that, that's so infantile. Yeah. That, you know, because we're, you know, we're adults. You know, we've reached that point where this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And you do have some people out there that put up this facade. Yeah. Like, oh, everything is so perfect and stuff like that. But when you go home late at night and you're behind those closed doors, you have to deal with you. Exactly. And I got a question. Okay. When did you first come out to your family? And let's get deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can definitely reply back. Uh, you know, I put this um, my podcast on Facebook, and you know, if y'all feel comfortable, write comments of when y'all came out and everything. Please do. Like I said, I came out around fourteen, fifteen. Never forget that day. And when did you come out, Michael? Um, <laughs> I like I said when I got like a little older, I started experimenting, and you know, and I, I'm just gonna be all the way honest, you know, I say like probably 16, 17, I was kind of promiscuous, right? But I'm, right. I'm being right, being honest. But you know, and I ended up. I say once I got to my senior, I had a boyfriend. And we kind of kept the relationship private, but my family, they always wonder, like, okay, why come you're not dating any girlfriends? Why come you? I'm like, no, I'm just not ready. Right. So, but it was one day, you know, I was like, okay, I'm old enough. I, I shouldn't hide who I am. I've always been my authentic self, but I'm just going to be me. Right. You know, and... It was one day me and my aunt were in the car and we were driving and I told her, I'm like, I'm gay. Mm. And she like, we knew that. We knew that <laughs> And I told her what was going on, you know, the relationship that I was in. And at the time with this person, I was in love. Mm. And that was my first love. That was the end all be all mm. at that time. But... I think it was a week later, my aunt let it slip, the conversation that we had. She let it slip to my grandmother. And so they, it was my grandmother, my oldest sister, and my mom, and my two aunts. They were in the living room. I feel like, so is it true or not? I'm like, I really want to know. Yes. I'm like, and I'm not ashamed. I'm like, either you're going to love me or don't love me at all because at the end of the day it does not matter what people think yeah, it doesn't it really don't and I've always had that mindset you know and you know when I came out there are some people that are accepting and there are some people that uh, I 
I'm gonna be politically politically correct on that, but you want to fill in for me? <laughs> well, what I can say is that you know I um I I came very far from high school to now as far as who I am as an adult and everything. You know, I've worked very hard to get where I am now. Right. I've been through different jobs. You know, like I said, I'm in school now, and I love school. I'm. I matured a lot, of course, yeah. and no one cannot take that away from me of where I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm responsible, and no one can't make me feel any different about myself, because I know where I've been and know where I'm where now. Where you're going. And know, exactly, know where I'm going still. Right. And, you know, I started writing again. Thank God I wrote two new blog posts, and... I enjoy writing and I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing, podcasting. And yeah, I may have my hiccups and stuff because of person stuff, but I'm trying every time to do my very best because I want to be the best. And, 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 and I only put out what I'm comfortable putting out. Boom. And um, Michael said something that I was I forgot what it was, but um, just if you're happy with what you're doing, then that's it. Keep, no one keep doing it. Exactly, just keep doing it. And if you're happy and comfortable with it, then that's all that matters. Right. Um, I think at the time at 15, of course, I might, <coughs> I felt a certain way because people looked at me weird when they found out who I was. But now I don't care. I'm, like I said, I love myself. I'm happy who I am, and that's it. One thing that I remember me and my great grandmother. On my father's side, me and my great grandmother, we would have conversations, and I think that's where I get my personality to be more loving. And I think that's the trait that she gave to me to be more loving. But um, one thing she told me: don't worry about what people have to say about you. Just keep living your life. Just keep pushing, and just keep doing what you need to do for you. And she said, the minute that you start caring about what people say, that's the moment you stop living. And that's true. That is very true. Yeah. And we we have people to this day, you know, that are conscious. They care. Well, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. Okay. Well, if you feel that way, then why do you keep doing what you're doing? Yeah. You know, if you're worried about what people have to say about you, then... The, I think sometimes it may need support, like a push. Right. And um, one thing I can say about you, you have came a long way. You're a better person. And I give you that. You know, you you became a good, a better friend. You became a person who was more self-assured who you are. And I am like, kudos, hats off to you for that. Well, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Well, like I told you, Mark, you came a long way too. Just since I've met you nine years ago, yeah. you're more in control of your emotions. Like you're matured a lot as well, and I just see a whole different yeah. thing about you now. Right. You know, sometimes you have to just have that moment where you have to just go off and just cut everything off, cut the world off. You do, yeah. Yeah, I agree. To find peace. Exactly, yes. And that's another thing, you know, I just want to tell people, especially if there's young people out there listening, 
Man, start loving you. Start loving you. If you don't get that love at home, if you don't get that love from friends, you don't get that love from the other half or wherever, you have to learn to love you. You have to build yourself up. Absolutely. And don't let anyone tear you down. Don't let anyone tear you down. I don't care, you know, whether you're boy, girl, straight, gay, or whatever. You have to learn to just find that love within yourself. Because yeah. if you don't find that, then everything that life throws at you, you're just going to accept it. You're going to accept it. You're going to accept it. Yeah. And it's going to wear you down. And if you really have some deep emotional problems where you... Um, that's negative, you know, like having suicide thoughts, anything like that. Definitely, there's numbers out there, of course. <coughs> Call, reach out to there's websites, there's um, groups. Find those people that are positive to keep you, right. you know, safe and everything. Stay away from the negativity. Block it out. Block, Block it out. out. And reach out to the positive people. And another thing that helps, I know, especially for me, in a time where I'm down prayer. Yes. Prayer is like the strongest thing in this world. Yes. Prayer. Whatever your beliefs are, just reach out to that. Whether it's, you know, even if you don't pray, meditate. Meditate. Yes. And, you know, meditation really is real. It's, I mean, it's good. It's healthy. Yeah. Just clear your head. But um, we have to end this episode, but I want to thank, again, my friend Michael Benjamin oh, you're for co-hosting with me you're on the show, and we're going to do some more of this See together. See having our coffee. <laughs> yeah, and thank you all for listening to Simply Z, and tune in again next time. All right. Bye.